In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... Diet Starts Tomorrow with host Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza and Aileen Drexler I'm gonna make you girls a hump day treat in a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram Just doing my workouts Tuesday's arms and back but feels anything but in real life Is butter a carb? Yes This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie from people who understand the struggle I'm on the third day of my cleanse diet Hello and welcome to Diet Stars Tomorrow. I'm Eileen. I'm Sammy. Today we are joined by Dr. Mamina Toregano, also known as Dr. Mamina on Instagram and TikTok. I'm a huge fan for a while now. You do a lot of videos on skincare, hair loss, your mother's finger yoga. (laughs) (laughs) And we're so happy to have you on. (laughs) Yeah. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. So you're big on TikTok. You're big on Insta. How did you get that? (laughs) How did that happen? Gosh. um, So I moved back to New Orleans. This is, I guess, where all my family is. I moved back here in 2016 and was like building a practice. So I created a professional Instagram account and like tried to get that going. And I probably got to close to 10,000 followers. And right when... COVID started uh, probably, well, I guess sort of into the COVID season, starting around May, TikTok actually reached out because they were really trying to build this educational program um, and just you know promote more educational content. And they reached out to me and see if I wanted to be a creator. And it, you know, it forced me to create a bunch of videos and a couple of them went viral, specifically the ones with my mom. Um, and then it just kind of... <laughs> That's how I discovered you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all my mom. I attribute a lot of my growth, most of my growth to my mom. Um, and it just kind of went from there. First, can I say that I'm guilty of... For, your content's very good. I also want to also hear how like your story of how you became your triple... Bo- like, this is insane. Oh. But also, I just want to say the, the content... You, you showed your mom's morning routine and I bought the TNS serum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing! That stuff is so good. Um, you so, said it was gold, so I was, was like, okay, if she says it's gold, it's freaking expensive. Um, but it's it is yes. one of those like amazing products. But yeah, I just wanted to say so. Okay, so yes, can you tell us about these anti aging techniques? Because your mom looks fabulous. <laughs> There's a lot of things that she does, but somebody asked her like, "What's your number one anti aging technique?" And her answer was vulgar joke, (laughs) like just vulgar joke, singular. She has the most hilarious sense of humor. She makes like my whole family laugh. She is definitely into vulgar jokes. Um, It's it's really funny because we're all like, mom, oh my God, like (laughs) we're the ones who are supposed to be saying these jokes. Gosh, she, I mean, she's always been like such a health nut. I think she's... (laughs) 
she's a, she's a vegetarian. I'm laughing because I asked her, I'm like, mom, how old were you when you decided to become vegetarian? She was like, I don't know, two. And I was like, you were two oh. years old, like to make that decision. I, I think she probably was like, a t- you know, she was um, maybe, I want to say maybe three or four, but she, she said she went to a butcher shop and she saw like these animals like hanging and she was so distraught. And so since then she decided she didn't want to eat animals. So yeah. So with her diet, she's very like heavy with plants and, you know, I just remember growing up, she never bought us any snacks. I always felt like left out as a kid because I didn't have like fruit roll-ups or high C in my lunchbox. <laughs> um, but, but so she's all about, yes, eating, eating healthy, eating lots of vegetables. And yeah, you know, her, her mom, so her mom, who's Japanese also, of course, um, has, was actually really into skincare and sold skincare and probably instilled just taking care of your skin with my mom. And, um, my mom, you know, really promoted like wearing sunscreen when we were kids. And I was like, so upset by that. Cause I just wanted to sit out and tan. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, she was all about that. And, um, she also wanted to keep things minimal too. She, she, so yeah, using things like a banana peel, um, and trying to minimize like, you know, chemicals on her skin. Um, but yeah, she's, she, she's just kind of all over the place. She also, you know, likes to do yoga and various, you know, Asian exercises like Tai Chi, Qigong, just to kind of, you know, stay fit and um, flexible. Like all of this stuff requires a great deal of like, just like discipline and consistency. Like doing the dry brushing every day and yeah. all of all of that. Does she like share any tips of how to get yourself to do those kinds of things? I feel like the same question goes to you just about like consistent skincare routines. Cause I bought the TNS serum and I don't uh-huh. do it every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I don't, that's a great question. I don't know how she stays so motivated because she, she just, she just does it. Like she's, she's, I mean, it's a value. Yeah. She, I don't know how she does it, honestly. Could you talk about like what some of the benefits of those things are? Like what is, like you hear a lot about dry brushing and breath work, like what, I, and the finger yoga, I must know, <laughs> like what do those things actually do? So maybe, no, maybe understanding what they do would help me or other, anyone feel like more motivated to do them. Cause you're like, you know, I want these benefits. Yeah. Do you believe in it too? <laughs> I, I do. Well, I try to look up the scientific evidence behind them to see what their actual benefits are. And some of them do have some studies to back them up. Uh, but just seeing, yeah, how it works on my mom, you know, makes me think that they do work. But I, a general theme that I see with all these things that my mom promotes, whether it's dry brushing, finger yoga, she also has like the heel drop exercise, like the heel tapping, and then like the chi machine, like the general theme that I've just gotten, and also just when doing research behind these things is how all of these really help promote circulation. And it just seems like having a good circulation, good blood flow, good energy flow, like that all is part of just being healthy, um, energized. And yeah, so that's, that's kind of like the main benefit that I remember just getting from all those things. But of course, doing thing, these things as well, I think can be relaxing, which then can relieve stress. And that has a whole downstream effect as well. When you decrease stress, you decrease inflammation. There's like this concept called inflammaging, where inflammation is thought to really play a role with accelerated aging. 
so yeah, I think just good circulation and relaxation. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. What does dry brushing do? Like the, like specifically? Yes. So it does a couple things. So the, just the actual, so you're basically taking a brush and, you know, you're brushing your various body parts and you're supposed to brush towards your heart. And I think the actual act of the bristles touching your skin is supposed to be stimulating and, and promote like this micro circulation in the skin. It's also supposed to be like somewhat exfoliating too. Um, and then it's supposed to have like, a deeper effect where it's just promoting lymphatic and blood lymphatic drainage and blood flow um, back towards the heart. Um, so yeah, it's supposed to be like cleansing or like detoxing because you're like helping kind of bring things back to you know, circulate. Um, so yeah, and energizing at the same time. Um, you talked about stress and how that plays a big effect on anti-aging, not anti-aging. Yeah. <laughs> to what degree would you say that it like really affects your, at least skin? I don't know if I want to say health, let's say skin. Yeah. I mean, I think it's normal to experience a little bit of stress here or there. Um, I think that's how we were evolved. You know, like we underwent stress when we were being chased by a tiger. Um, but what I think is happening in our society is that we're we're just dealing with chronic stress. So like getting stressed because you're running late to a meeting, um, getting stressed because you have all these deadlines, um, getting stressed because you're like trying to support a family um, and there's a pandemic. And, and so when there's like this chronic stress that doesn't leave, um, that's when we do start to see a lot of consequences from it. And um, yeah, it, I mean, in terms of the skin, of course, you know, stress can increase inflammation and then inflammation can cause collagen to break down more quickly. And that can manifest as wrinkles. Stress is also shown to increase graying of your hair. And then, and then stress is, you know, because it increases inflammation, we see other inflammatory issues like acne, psoriasis, eczema all flare up as well. Do you have any remedies to reduce gray hair? 
Gosh, as of now, no. I know that there's research on that. Um, there's there was a big thing that came out recently from Colombia about reversing graying um, by reducing stress. But I don't know what exactly um, their technique is with for that. But it's exciting. I'd love to know. Mm-hmm. You also talk about hair loss. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of women suffer from hair loss, men obviously too. Is there any way that you can like actively prevent hair loss or stop it once it start once it starts? Hair loss can be due to so many things. It's been associated with low iron, it's been associated with thyroid issues, it's been associated with low vitamin D. So, um I know this sounds like generic advice, but like being healthy and, you know, having a well-balanced diet, minimizing stress in your life are all important and seeing seeing your doctor regularly to make sure you know, if they have to check on those things, or if you're prone to low iron, like people who have heavy periods are prone to low iron. A lot of people have low vitamin D and thyroid, thyroid issues are so common as well. Um, and then if there's a genetic predisposition for hair loss, that is another motivator to try to prevent hair loss. So to, we have a lot of treatments for treating hair loss, but in terms of preventing hair loss, the one thing that comes to the top of my mind is using products that can like just boost circulation to the scalp. So things that have like peppermint, rosemary, these things can, can really have like a boosting effect um, on the scalp. If you'd like use shampoos with those ingredients, there's one in particular called keep it anchored. I don't know if we're naming brands on here, but there's You're one. Allowed. Called, okay, great. <laughs> there's one called keep it anchored and uh, there's like a shampoo and a serum and it like also gives antioxidants to the scalp. So it just, it's called keep it anchored because it's like, you want to keep what you currently have. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like that as a, as a preventative, um, or if, if you are actively shedding, you can start using that to like stop the active shedding process. But, um, in terms of treatment, there's so many treatment options and, you know, kind of comes down to what the cause of the hair loss is. Oh, so let's say like for men, let's just say we know a man who needs it. <laughs> Right, right. Um, Most men uh, do at some point in their life. Um, So yes, the most common cause of balding in men is male pattern baldness or what's called androgenetic alopecia. And there's a female equivalent as well of that. And that's when they start losing hair at the top of their scalp or like kind of in their temples or in the, or in the crown. And the, the two FDA approved treatment options that are, for androgenetic alopecia in men are finasteride, the brand name is Propecia, and topical Rogaine, um, the generic is Minoxidil. And then, you know, I always like to go over supplements as well. Two of my favorite hair supplements are Viviscal Pro and Nutrafol, and there's Nutrafol for men. And, you know, there's also an in-office procedure called PRP platelet rich plasma injections, where we can literally inject, well, we first draw your blood and we spin it down in a centrifuge and extract the this, this serum at the top that's full of platelets and platelets have growth factors. And the, that's what's thought to help with um, you know, hair regrowth. So those are the main things that come to the top of my mind. There's, there's a few other stronger prescriptions that could be used as well. And then um, there's also like these laser caps that look so funny. If you like just Google like laser them. hair caps for men. Yeah. I know somebody who wears the laser, them. <laughs> the laser helmet. Yeah. No, there's, there's some compelling evidence for them. Um, yeah. So those are, are there side effects though to that? Like, cause I know I saw some, the, some things that you share about, like prescription or some of that stronger stuff, like it's a combination mm-hmm. of things. Are there 
is it considered like controversial? Like, are there, you know, to reverse the hair loss? <laughs> um, well, I don't, I don't know if it's considered controversial, but, but yes, there is with finasteride, um, there is potential side effect that can happen in about four to 5% of men. And that is sexual dysfunction. Um, and it's, you know, so if I always counsel patients that if they experience, experience any of those side effects to just stop the medicine right away, um, it's people who continue to use the medicine while experiencing side effects, um, who can potentially experience long-term side effects from it. So, yeah, that's the main issue. And that does, um, kind of, I think, scare a lot of guys away from treatment from it, but I mean, a lot of guys are like, give me the medicine. <laughs> <laughs> what about like for women? So if for a treating women, like female hair loss. Yeah. Um, with women, it's a little bit more complex because, because a lot of hair loss could just be diffuse shedding and that could be from stress. And we could see this in men too. This, it's a, something called telogen effluvium where you shed a lot of hair after a stressful event. And it typically takes about three to four months after that stressful event, because what happens is if you undergo stress, whether it's a hospitalization or a major illness like COVID, or if you um, go through surgery or if there's like a death in the family, um, it's like your body almost goes into like a shock and your hair goes into the phase before it sheds like this resting phase and it lasts about three to four months and then it sheds. So, yeah, I mean that, but that, that, that is fortunately temporary. Um, but sometimes if people have a predisposition for hair loss, if they do have like androgenetic alopecia, then it can bring out this androgenetic alopecia. And so, so whenever I have somebody coming in with shedding, I will for women, usually I will order different blood tests to see if those are like really accelerating the hair loss. And like I mentioned earlier, iron, um, thyroid, vitamin D, sometimes I'll check certain hormone levels. Sometimes if, if their medical history fits, I'll screen for autoimmune conditions because autoimmune conditions can totally increase hair shedding. And, um, once, you know, if, if, if it's like, if it's telogen effluvium, if it's from a stressful event, I'll recommend supplements. Um, sometimes being on certain prescriptions can help as well. Like prescriptions that I will do for female pattern hair loss, androgenetic alopecia, which I'll just mention in a second. Um, and then even using Rogaine can help as well if you're having shedding, but, um, it's sort of like a waiting game if it's, if it's telogen effluvium. Now, if it's female pattern hair loss and it's like chronic hair loss that's been going on for a long time, um, there's a couple different options. For premenopausal women, I do like this medicine called spironolactone, which is used a lot actually for acne, um, but at higher doses, it's been shown to help with hair loss. And because the way it works is it, it's an androgen receptor blocker and androgens are thought to help or cause more hair loss. So it helps with that. And, um, and for more severe cases, you could actually take oral minoxidil, which is the oral form of Rogaine. Um, that could be helpful too. And then PRP, which... I mentioned earlier can be helpful. And then in postmenopausal women, I will prescribe finasteride, which is, you know, what we give in men. We don't, I don't give it to premenopausal women because it can cause birth defects. Um, but it's a great option for postmenopausal women. What about someone asked any tips for getting rid of chin hairs? Should you pluck them or shave them or what? And I would say like that question could apply to like hair in yeah, any facial hair or. Yeah. When I look at facial hair, there's a few things I look at. I look at the amount of hair that's on the face, the color of the hair or like the thickness of the hair and um, 
yeah, I guess um, how thick the hair is. So if you have a lot of hair on your face and it's dark, I recommend laser hair removal all the way. Um, I think that's like the most effective. If you have just some sparse dark hairs, you could do laser hair removal. You may not need to go through laser hair removal because it's kind of involved and it takes multiple treatments. Another option that I like is electrolysis, which like individually plucks the hair. So if you only have a few hairs, um, it like can permanently get rid of hairs by just kind of sapping them. Um, and then that's the other thing I recommend for, for light if you have sparse white hairs too, because laser doesn't pick up light colored hair. Now, if you have a bunch of like, if you have like light hair um, and it's thin, like, and you have a lot of it, it laser hair removal won't really work for that. And that's a, a lot for electrolysis. And so there's like a prescription cream called Vanny cream that can help just continue to thin out the hair and decrease hair growth on the face. Um, or, I mean, I guess the other option for, for that is, doing like the face shaving thing, dermaplaning, um, if you have a lot of that thin, light hair. Does shaving though, like, you know how everybody says, this is also another um, mm -hmm. listener DM, like doesn't shaving like make your hair come back quicker? I mean, and thicker? It's, it's, I know that's something that comes up a lot. It's not, does not make your hair come back thicker. Oh, um, really? It may, it may seem like it is thicker, but your hair is still the same thickness. Um, it, I guess, cause if, if it was cut, it, it doesn't have like the tapered end to it. So it seems thicker. That makes a lot huh. of sense actually. Timbunky myths. I like it. I yeah, think I've thought forever. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That if they just say it, everyone just says, that. everyone just says it. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. So let's talk about, I guess, acne, because that's like definitely a hot topic. Um, yeah. So when someone comes to you for acne, what, what, is, what is the first thing that you kind of assess? Yeah, I look at to see, I mean, first, how severe the acne is, um, where it's involved. I always ask if it's also on the chest or back. And depending on how severe it is, that, that kind of determines what the treatment options are. Um, and then, you know, for women, I ask about periods, if their periods are regular, if they notice flares, um, around their periods or right before their periods, I always want to know people are on birth control. I want to know other medications, certain meds can bring out acne more. Um, yeah. And then I always want to know what people are using. If you can bring all the skincare that you're using, that's super helpful. Oh, wow. cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, do you have any tips specifically on how to deal with hormonal acne around your period or pregnancy? We got that question from a listener also. Period and pregnancy or both pregnancy? Okay. Yeah. Well, hormonal acne, interestingly, I mean, a lot of the treatments, especially the over-the-counter treatments are going to be like the same treatments that you would do, use to treat regular acne. Hormonal acne can sometimes be more stubborn and... And so I do think that oral medicines help a lot with that. And one of my favorites is spironolactone, um, which I mentioned earlier that can help with uh, female pattern hair loss. And it's tough though, you know, hormonal acne, I think is something that's a newer phenomenon. When I say newer, like more common in the last like 20 years, because if you ask dermatologists from practicing for more than 30 years, they're like, we did not see this when we first started practicing. And so it just makes you wonder, like, what, is there something going on in our environment? Is there something 
you know, affecting our hormones? Is there something in the soil? Is it pesticides? Is it just more stress? Is it like, you know, using more plastics? You know, there's a lot of questions. Um, and so, so yeah, so, you know, and then do we wonder, we wonder, is it, you know, certain foods? Is it dairy, you know, sugar? Are there you know, more processed foods now in our agriculture or, yeah, in the food industry? Um, so I, I still try to like counsel patients on like decreasing stress. There's been studies for regular acne too, that just show that decreased sugar and decreased dairy help. Um, but yeah, when it comes to treatment, um, I, I love spironolactone for hormonal acne. It works really well. And with, with hormonal acne, we see it more in adult women. So I try to not use uh, prescriptions that aren't too harsh. Some prescriptions can be can be very drying, like benzoyl peroxide and, you know, higher strength retin-A medicines. So I try to keep things a little bit more gentle on the skin with that. Now, pregnancy oh, acne is, 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 can be a challenge because there's a lot of medicines that we, you know, we try to avoid during pregnancy. Um, the two medicines that I use often during pregnancy are azelaic acid, which there's an over-the-counter version that you can get for like 10%, but prescription strength is like 15 to 20%. And then there's clindamycin, which is an antibiotic, topical antibiotic. Yeah. Do you, do you think that like facials actually help the skin and get rid of acne or is that just like a sales thing? I think it does because acne, so basically... Actually, I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Josh Zeichner. Um, he's based in New York. He's awesome. And I heard this kind of explanation from him, but acne is basically, so all of our pores are like little pipes in our skin and they're all filled with gunk. They're filled with dead skin cells and oil. And as long as our pipes in our face are filled with gunk, like the gunk can come out and cause acne bumps. And so facials sort of, I think, help to just extract the contents that are stuck in our pores. So I do think that they are helpful, but using a retinoid regularly, that retinoids are used to like clean out these pipes essentially. And so that's why people will experience purging. Um, maybe about 10 to 20% can experience purging when they start a retin-A prescription or even over-the-counter retinoid sometimes. And, um, it, but basically our goal is to clean out the pipes. Um, so topical medicines, facial extractions, certain oral medicines can all help with that. That's actually the most um, helpful explanation I've ever heard <laughs> about skin. Like oh, I never so really understood what a retin-A did. I was like, everyone just says they're great. So, uh -huh. you know, they're good for, I heard that they're good for just anti-aging in general, like retinoid yes. is, and vitamin C are the best things that you could use for anti-aging. Very true. Yep. Retinoids. Yeah. Do a couple things. They work in the pore by like increasing skin cell turnover. So you're getting rid of the gunk inside your pores faster, but it also works in your collagen and stimulates collagen remodeling. And that's how it helps with wrinkles. Oh, actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> what about like natural remedies to acne, like mm -hmm. um, food <laughs> or cutting out certain foods or yeah. like Sammy said, fa facials. I mean, besides that, mm -hmm. what are your, what's your take yeah, on like that? Non-prescription and non like topical yeah, like medicine. Before you want to go to the prescription, what can you do? For yourself. So yes, food, I think is something to think about. I don't think it's, you know, the, the whole reason why people get acne, but it certainly can be part of the equation. So the two food groups that we see the most studies with are processed sugar and dairy foods and more so skim, skim milk based foods than, than whole milk, interestingly, but those, because it has more sugar. 
because it has more sugar. Yes. Yeah. Um, so those two food groups. And I do think that, yes, if you want to get facials, that can be helpful. Um, and <laughs> there's, so, so I'm, there's actually a product that's coming out. I don't even know if I can, I can say it, but it seems really promising that has squalane and squalane. You'd think, oh, that's like oily. Like that probably isn't good for um, acne prone skin, but it's, it's, awesome for acne prone skin. And I think even squalane alone can be very soothing and healing for people with acne prone skin, but there's a product that's going to be available. I think later this month that has, um, a cannabinoid in it. So different cannabinoids have been found to be helpful, um, and anti-inflammatory for acne. Um, so that's really cool. And then, and then you might've heard of Bacuchiol. Um, it's a plant-based, they, they, they want to say it's like a retinol um, and they're seeing benefits with it, with anti-aging, but there are also some benefits, um, thought to be some benefits related to acne too with that. There was a small little study that was done a number of years ago that actually saw that spearmint tea helps with the hormonal acne, which is interesting. It's thought to sort of help with the hormone levels in some way. Um, so that's like an interesting thing. Spearmint tea, not peppermint tea, but spearmint tea. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I have a question about like the types of facials because you always hear about like different hydrofacials and is there like a specific type or is there... Is one of them like, the S? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I think... I would like to think that most facials are doing something, you know, things like hydrofacials or things that, because that's like a sort of a mini microdermabrasion that's almost like exfoliating in a way. So anything that's like a microdermabrasion based facial that exfoliates, it can unclog your pores. It can also just give your skin an opportunity to use products that can really get into the skin after exfoliating it. Um, actual manual extractions, I think are helpful too. Um, yeah, I mean, facial oh. massage, I think, feels good. Um, <laughs> I don't know how it's going to help with acne, but I have it's two questions. Yeah. I have two questions going off of that. Mm -hmm. 
what is the benefit of extractions? Should you ever try to do them to yourself? And then my second question, just because I don't want to forget it, is about gua sha. Oh, yeah. Does that actually, what is that doing? Yeah, with extractions, I do think that there are benefits. I don't, I wouldn't try to extract every single thing that you see on your face, but good candidates for extractions are like, yeah, whiteheads and blackheads. It's, I'm a little bit wary, more wary recommending extracting like full on pimples that are like big, red, and inflamed um, or bigger cysts. But yeah, just like the, the smaller whiteheads and blackheads, I think are great. And I think it's fine to extract them. Um, And then with gua sha, so, I mean, I don't know about much scientific evidence behind it. Um, I don't think it's something that you have to go run and do, but if you're already doing it, I think it's great because, you know, I think any form of facial massage is nourishing um, for the skin. Um, It boosts circulation. Um, And, and yeah, I think it feels good too. I think, and the actual like stone touching your skin feels really nice. Um, and the, the thing, the other thing that I like about gua sha is that just, it just makes, it just makes taking care of your skin feel like it's a ritual. You're just like, you know, pampering yourself. I think it's like just all about self-care. Yeah. I definitely feel that way too. Like mm-hmm. even if it's just a placebo, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you said that cir- anything that promotes circulation is technically good and anti-aging. So if that's what that does, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Like lymphatic drainage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do you should one more listener DM just quickly about this, yeah. and then I want to talk about anti aging in general. Yeah, should you pop your pimples? So, I think that it depends on the pimple. I would say, but the short answer is no. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if for earlier, if they're like small whiteheads, blackheads, I think that's totally fine. Um, if if it looks like there's like a pus head to it. <laughs> Um, I mean, it looks like it's about to bust through. Um, I, I think I may be okay with that too. Um, Oh, that's okay. In general. Yeah. But it's, it's okay with an asterisk. Like it's like, if, cause if the more pressure you apply to your pimple, the more damage you are causing and the more inflammation you are causing. So if it's like something that looks like it's about to burst, if you just apply minimal pressure and it bursts, great. But okay. if you have to apply a lot of pressure, I mean, you're going to just get more scarring as a result. And sometimes the pimple can get even bigger. Um, so yeah, my general rule of thumb is spot treating it. If, if you really, if you just have like one little pimple that you want to knock out. Um, I'm also a huge fan of like the pimple patches because that like really draws the fluid out of the pimple. Um, and it's not damaging to your skin. Oh. Uh, but yeah, Would so being you, gentle. Do you recommend any, any specific like at home pimple popping, yeah. not popping <laughs> the patches, patches or yes. more topical. Yes. Stuff. Yes. For the pimple patches, I'm a big fan of a mighty patch that brand. I think it's by coast RX. And then I'm also a fan of the peace out pimple patches. And then for spot treatment, um, if you don't have sensitive skin, I'm all about benzoyl peroxide. The La Roche-Posay Efficlar Duo is awesome because it's benzoyl peroxide plus this other ingredient called lipohydroxy acid, which like allows the benzoyl peroxide to really get into the bump. And I find that it works better than like a lot of topical prescriptions. Um, that's probably like my favorite spot treatment, but I mean, you could use topical salicylic acid products as well. Um, but I would say if to shoot for the benzoyl peroxide. 
product like that. That's good advice. No, I feel like I've never heard like specific, like this is what you should use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, but I was going to say, if if, if you consist, if you're consistently getting pimples, it's good to just get on a good regimen where you, because the goal is to not have to like deal with a pimple. You want to prevent them. Um, So yeah, being on a retinoid regularly, whether it is an over-the-counter retinoid or a prescription um, is helpful. Well, okay. Should we talk so, anti-aging yes, and like yes. your secrets? This yeah, is the you part have we've been great for. skin. <laughs> oh, what is your routine? And like, what are yes. some things you swear by? What are some things you've tried and you realize nah, it doesn't work? So what do you, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you do every day? So every day, every morning I wake up and I do this weird thing that I've been doing ever since I was like literally nine years old, where I splash my face with cold water. Oh my God, um, my husband does times. that. <laughs> yeah like it just I do it to wake myself up and I just have a theory that it like makes my eyes look less tired um so I do that and if if the night before I use like super heavy moisturizers or if like I was using like Vaseline or something on my face which I don't do often but um, I may do more in the winter time um like I will use a cleanser to wash my face off otherwise I'll just rinse my face with water and then, okay, I, f- I feel weird sharing my routine because I don't feel like people need to do this. Because um, as okay. a dermatologist, okay. <laughs> so I just want to, I just want to give a disclaimer. Like, um, I'll just, I'll mention the ones that I think are extra important. But I have a lot of like extra things that I do that I don't think are necessary, and I don't want people to think that they are necessary. This is gold content, um, so yeah. keep it coming. Okay. That's <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll continue on. <laughs> okay, so the next thing I do, I, I actually am a fan of essence which um, is you know, originally from, you know, Korean and Japanese skincare. And I've been using one by Tatcha. I don't know the specific name for it. It's like whatever the new, their new essence is. And it was gifted. And I'm definitely a huge fan. Um, so I do that. And then I follow that with a vitamin C. Currently, I'm using the SkinCeuticals Floritin. Um, it's, so it's vitamin C, but it also has another antioxidant called Floritin, which helps with like hyperpigmentation. Um, so I'm a huge fan of that one. Um, but other vitamin C's that I use and switch between, I'll, I also use, um, revision C plus correcting complex, the skin better Alto. That one's awesome. And then the skin pseudical CE for Rulic. Um, and I also really, in terms of like more affordable vitamin C's, I'm a big fan of the Vichy, um, the Vichy vitamin C's. So after that, and then I will do some type of hydrating serum, um, um, so yeah, there's different ones that are out there, but the one that I'm currently using is actually by Neutrogena and it's their, it's their, it's, I think it's called the collagen boosting serum. And I have been loving that. So I'm doing that, but I'll do some type of hydrating serum. Like SkinCeuticals makes a hydrating B5 gel. Um, May Love was, um, I was using their hydrating serum a lot recently what is, too. What does hydrating serum do like versus moisturizer? Good question. So hydrating serum typically has mostly like hyaluronic acid in it and hyaluronic acid is what's called a humectant. And so when you put hyaluronic acid in, it can draw fluid to where, you know, you apply it and can help fill out like fine lines and stuff. And it just hydrates the skin, but, but it can evaporate. So you have to make sure you follow it with a moisturizer. Moisturizers are more occlusive um, and don't evaporate. Um, so you want to like put the water in the pipes and then exactly, seal the pipes. Exactly. So you want to like, exactly. basically you want to like clean the pipes out, mm-hmm. put water in them and then seal them with your moisturizer. So they're yes. hydrated and not like, you know, clogged. 
Yep, exactly. Yes. So yes, moisturizers definitely work by sealing the <laughs> hydrating products in. And moisturizers also have hydrating ingredients in it too. Um, I just think that the hydrating serums tend to have a higher concentration of like the hydrating ingredients. And then yes, I'll use a moisturizer and I'd look for moisturizers with peptides. I'm a huge fan of the Elastin um, Skin Restore Complex. I keep messing the name, but it's, it has those words in it. Um, and then I've also been really liking Naturium's um, Peptide Moisturizer. And I'm a huge fan of Skin Fix, um, their Barrier Plus or Lipid Plus Barrier Cream. So yes, um, there's a lot of moisturizers out there that I love, uh, but currently, yes, currently using the Elastin Skin Restore Complex. And then I use sunscreen. Um, oh, sunscreen yes. after. Okay. Yes. I then have a question about top. peptides. Yes. Hold on. Yes. First peptides. I learned about peptides from you. And nice. um, what, what kind of peptides? What are they doing? <laughs> so there's different kinds out there. Um, but basically, they're little molecules that get into your skin and just signal to your collagen, hey, build more collagen. And there's some peptides that also are in the top layer of your skin and just help increase moisture in your skin too. So um, yeah, and I think that not all peptides are created equal, but I don't know, it's, I feel like it's hard to look at a label and know like if it's a good peptide or not. Um, I just know that the brand Elastin, the one that I mentioned, um, A-L-A-S-T-I-N, the studies for their peptides are amazing that I've seen, like I've just, I've seen like the microscopic changes in the skin. I've seen it make a difference in my skin. Um, so I'm a huge fan of their peptides, but- Is that part of your mom's routine? The elastin. That one so, is not. Oh, I saw she had not, peptides. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, okay. Maybe it was that. Gosh, that was from a while ago. Because I don't know if she's still using that now. Um, she she was using an elastin, the skin nectar that might have been in her routine video last year. Um, that one's That's awesome. Yes. Okay. All right. So then sunscreen after your moisturizer. And then sunscreen. And I'm like a little neurotic. I, I use two different sunscreens. I use a sheer, a sheer sunscreen to make sure I couldn't cover my ears and my neck. Cause I wear a lot of white and like, if I use a tinted sunscreen on my neck, it's just so messy. Um, so I use a sheer sunscreen and, um, the, I've been really like the biosance, uh, zinc and squalane sunscreen. Um, the 11 by Venus, by like by Venus Williams, they just sent me their sunscreen last week. And I am obsessed with that one. It's so good. So yes, yeah, some type of sheer sunscreen. I also like the La Roche-Posay Antilios, um, the non-tinted one. And then my tinted, then I follow it with a tinted sunscreen. And um, what am I using right now? I'm using the SkinCeuticals, uh, the SkinCeuticals. It's the matte um, physical sunscreen. That one is awesome. I'm also a huge fan of the La Roche-Posay tinted Antilios sunscreen. And I'm also a huge fan of the Skin Better skin it's like tone smart um whatever tinted sunscreen but there's so many sunscreens that i love I, there's a brand called what about elta do you like elta huge fan of elta i i wear elta a lot too um both their sheer and their tinted sunscreens yeah elta's great okay and then are you done <laughs> and then i'm done and then i do my makeup and then i'm done so oh, that's gosh. my morning <laughs> that's a whole how other long conversation does this take you <laughs> it gosh it probably takes me, it doesn't take me that long. It maybe takes me like five to 10 minutes. Okay. My, well, you're a pro at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes like I'll do like the essence and the vitamin C and like, I'll go like make tea or something and then I'll come back and do more. 
Yeah. Right. Because don't you have to like take a some of them you have to like take a break in between. Like you have to wait five minutes for like one of them to set in. So you kind of have to. Right. That's a whole nother thing too. Um, Like how much to wait between products. I do think it's ideal. I mean, if you're in a hurry, you can, it's okay. Like if you have to just put one on top of the other, that's fine. But I do think ideally it's good to wait like at least a minute between applications. Um, And if it's a product that you really like, like, you know, like my SkinCeuticals vitamin C, like I want to make sure it's like set in really well before I put in my other stuff. But um, I would say the general rule of thumb is like a minute. Totally. Mm -hmm. What about like body stuff? Like what do body oils do? Body moisturizers? Like what's the best? Yeah. What what Uh should we be doing? Um, So the best, well, in terms of, you know, how, how to moisturize, I think is also really important too. So moisturizing, like right after you bathe is the best time. Um, so while your skin is kind of damp, that's, that is the best time to use moisturizers. And I look for things that, um, help build your skin barrier. So those things can include ceramides, um, like oatmeal, like I'm a huge fan of the Aveeno, um, um, you know, body moisturizers, huge fan of CeraVe because of the, because of the ceramides. Um, and dimethicone is also a skin protectant. It kind of seals things in, um, I'm also a big fan of this other company. They sent me stuff and I've been really loving it. It's like Le Necessaire. Um, They make some great moisturizers. But I mean, and I tend to, if you have dry skin, I tell people use thicker moisturizers. So there's like three categories. There's like lotions, creams, and ointments. Lotions are, they have the most water. So they're the most lightweight. They evaporate more easily. But if you have drier skin, I recommend using creams, which are thicker. They come in jars or tubes or ointments, which can be more messy, but I do think are the most occlusive. So that those are like Aquaphor, CeraVe healing ointment, Vaseline even. But I would say a happy medium is a cream. Um, CeraVe cream. What about oils? How do oils play? So oils, I mean, oils are also nice too. I think it also just depends on your personal preference on like the feel of things. Um, Some oils I think are better than others. Um, Interestingly, sunflower oil is really good for your skin. Sunflower oil, better, don't, I would not recommend using olive oil on your skin. Um, I am actually a fan of coconut oil on the body. Um, I think that's good. And then, you know, a lot of other there's a lot of other um, companies like like Biosense does make a squalene oil for the body, which I think is amazing. Um, I do have that and love that one. Um, yeah. Why, um, why not olive oil? Just out of curiosity. I mean, I think it's fine, but um, there was a study that actually compared olive oil and sunflower oil and saw that olive oil just wasn't as moisturizing. Okay. Um, it's not bad. Interesting. But it's not bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So before we get to your nighttime routine uh-huh. and you mentioned tea, what about like throughout the day in terms of diet or like things you try to avoid, do you drink? I mean, like does, does alcohol play an effect coffee, all of those things that we like? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Coffee. I feel like it's such a controversial subject because first of all, everyone's like addicted to coffee. Um, and <laughs> Um, but like, but I'm also seeing issues like coffee. If you drink too much coffee, that can be, that could be stressful on the body too. Cause I just feel like coffee is like, you're, you're, you're tapping into like, I don't know if this is the right way to say it. It's like, you're using energy that you may not have. Um, so it's like your body can become more tired after you're done drinking coffee. 
But then on the other side, like coffee, people say coffee has a lot of antioxidants. It has something called polyphenols, which is potentially supposed to be like anti-aging. So my general rule of thumb with like coffee is I think it's fine to drink. Just don't drink a ton of coffee. You know, I wouldn't drink like more than like two cups a day. <laughs> um I I have had such a love-hate relationship with coffee um, just because my response to coffee has been so variable, like just love-hate relationships since like college or med school, because um, I will crash with coffee. Sometimes it won't work for me. Sometimes it makes me jittery. Um, so I have just now switched to, I'm trying to minimize caffeine because I'm actually also trying to get pregnant <laughs> soon. Um, but, uh, but in terms of my caffeine intake, I do green tea or matcha. I just find that it's like more sustained, but I'll usually just like have a cup of green tea in the morning or matcha. Um, and that's it for me during the day, alcohol and sugar. I think both of them have been correlated with accelerated aging and then sugar. We just see feed more inflammation, um, alcohol too, like alcohol, if your liver is not all the way there, like your body is not going to function at hundred percent. So both of those can certainly interfere, but I don't tell people to, to abstain from alcohol or abstain from sugar, because I also think it's important to enjoy life. I think alcohol can like help with stress sometimes not saying that you should rely on alcohol for stress relief. No, 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 not saying that, but, but I, I, I think it's also important to not be too restrictive because being restrictive can be stressful. Um, but, but I, you know, there was a study initially, there was like a recommendation saying like a glass of wine a day is healthy or something, or, or, or one to two glasses or something like that. But there was a more recent study a couple of years ago that said like really no level of alcohol or any level of alcohol is considered unhealthy. <laughs> it was, it came oh. from like a really big prestigious journal too. So, so now it's not really recommended that, yeah, you should, you should have a glass of wine a day. Um, but I know that was a thing. So, contradicting studies. <laughs> contradicting studies. Yes. Big alcohols didn't have their hands on that one. <laughs> no, they did not. Um, and then, yeah, minimizing sugar, processed sugar. I'm all about fruit um, and all the antioxidants from fruits, I think are so beneficial. But yeah, minimizing the more processed sugars, which I think is like more common sense, all the bad for you foods. Like um, like what's a processed sugar? That processed sugar is like stuff with white sugar, stuff with high fructose corn syrup. Um, so like your classic candies and cookies and cakes and whatnot. Good um, stuff. <laughs> good, all the good stuff. I'm, I'm a bit bigger fan of things like honey or maple syrup if you did want to use like sweeteners. Um, but okay. But yeah, sugar, processed sugar, we've seen a lot of issues with with aging. Okay, so let's go to your nighttime routine. You're getting nighttime. ready for bed. All right. What, what is it that you apply and remove? Yes. yes. So I am definitely a fan of double cleansing. So I use like an oil-based cleanser to remove my makeup. And then I use like a, I guess, a regular cleanser. Currently, I'm using Good Molecules, their cleansing balm. And then, to, then I'm using the Tatcha, their rice something cleanser. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but big fan of Tatcha. Tatcha's great. The water um, cream is like amazing. Oh my gosh. That does feel divine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not too picky about, yeah, which oil-based or, you know, clean or regular cleanser to use. And then after that I use, so I use a very gentle exfoliant, exfoliating 
my, I guess you could call it a toner, but it's 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 a they, they call it an exfoliating solution, and it's it's it's. I actually don't think it's available, so I don't even know if I should share it. But I've been using it over the last couple months, and I've been loving it. You'll probably see me talking about it um, on my TikTok at some point next month, or even this month. Um, so so stay stay tuned. But that's what I've been using, it, and I think it works so well. I think it makes my skin super soft. But it's a very low strength glycolic acid and lactic acid, so it's it's gentle enough for regular use. If I'm feeling if my skin's feeling dry, I'll skip. I'll skip a day with it because I and I, I typically tell people don't use exfoliating products every day, um, but I think it's also dependent on your skin and what the strength is. So, anyways, that's a lower strength, I guess, exfoliating solution. And then I'll use the essence, the Tatcha essence. After that, what's, and what's then, essence do? What is, what, what is this doing? <laughs> yeah, so I know because essence and toners they all sound they all seem like the same. Essence is also just a water based product, but what I typically associate with essence is is um, it has like these fermented yeast filtrates is I guess what they call it. And these these fermented yeast extracts or filtrates or whatever have like these like mo- multiple benefits. It could be moisturizing. It can help with hyperpigmentation. It helps with like anti-aging. It helps with um, skin smoothness and it's nourishing. Um, so that's the type of essence that I use that the essence, essence that contains like this yeast filtrate. Um, but I just I have know. a question on that. What about yeah. like, you know, like those like Evian spray bottles that are just like a mist, yes. is that mm-hmm. essence or is that just like water in a can? I think, yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of those, um, are you talking about the Avene one? Avene? Like, or like, like Evian, the water company the water makes company? like, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that they made one, but, but, but yes, there are different companies that make like water sprays. And I think that it also just depends on what the ingredients are in those. Like the ones that I'm familiar with, like La Roche-Posay makes one and another French company, Aven makes them. And like they, it's like, has like thermal spring water, which is supposed to have like these other wonderful minerals. And like, they have like prebiotics in their water. So it's right. just like another, I guess, way to nourish the skin um or feel more kind of hydrated i mean it definitely feels really good it's just Mm -hmm. like why (laughs) well also i think it's helpful so before using a hydrating serum or um a moisturizer i think it's good to prep your skin with something like that for me it's like with the essence but using some type of water mist or essence or water-based product because because your moisturizers will absorb so much more effectively um, with yes, that. the pipes, so, yes, ceiling, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, and so yeah. But then, and then after that, I will do a retinol. Um, I have a lot of favorite retinols out there. The one that I'm currently using, um, and I'm a huge fan of, is by a brand called Underskin. It's a small brand, um, and as of now, I think you can only get it through a physician. Um, on my website but anyways it's called underskin um it's the advanced retinol restorer and this one has tranexamic acid and i do deal with hyperpigmentation so it it helps with that as well um and it's very gentle retinol um but i'm also a fan of like the skin better alpha ret that's an excellent retinol um for beginners like the drugstore retinol the neutrogena rapid wrinkle repair i think is is wonderful um and very affordable um, and then, of course, prescription retinoids, too. Um, I'll go back and forth with prescription retinoids. Um, tretinoin is like the main example. That's generic retin-A. And then after that, I'll use a moisturizer. So I'm switching between a couple um, 
<laughs> like I'll, I'll use like the elastin one, but I will, but I'll, I'll use like thicker, heavier moisturizers at night. And so Neutrogena has like this collagen boosting moisturizer. It's newer, similar to their collagen hydrating serum um, that I've been really liking. And then um, I've also been trying the Tatcha, like their Indigo Repair Serum Cream. It's, it's a very moisturizing, it's, it's a combo serum and cream, um, but that one's really nice too. Um, yeah, those are the ones that I'm currently using. There's so many out there though. <laughs> and then you're done. <laughs> and then and then I also use Latisse on my eyelids. And then oh, okay. I'm That's done. a good secret to know. Love how, Latisse. So how long is this taking you? Like <laughs> all in all. Okay, so I'm weird. I just started this thing that I started just doing my um I started just I decided to like wash my face at night, like shower every evening and and wash my face in the shower because I just just too lazy to wash my face at the sink because it just, it just gets everywhere. It just yeah. makes a mess. So I'm like, I'm yeah. gonna take a shower and wash I'm my with face. It feels better in the shower. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, so it depends on like how long my shower takes. If um, <laughs> sometimes it's still been a long day, I'll have a longer shower. And then, um, yeah. I'm, in terms of the skincare, I mean, I guess <laughs> I wish my husband were here because he can probably give you a good amount. It's it's probably longer than I think it is. Um, it's like, <laughs> it's like an hour and you're like, oh, it's yeah. just five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, probably like uh, 10 to 15 minutes, I want to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a question about you because you mentioned like switch. This is what I'm doing now. This is what I used to do how often do you recommend people switch up their products and Mm. is that important? Mm. And how long do you like, like test something? Yeah. I think the minimum that I recommend using a product, I mean, if you can, is like six to eight weeks. I know that might seem like a long time, but Mm -hmm. but six to eight weeks just to see the benefits from it. And it also depends on the product. I think you could see benefits quicker with certain exfoliating products and maybe even with vitamin C, you can see effects quicker. Um, but I typically say six to eight weeks. And um, in terms of switching up, I mean, if you really like a product, fine, just stick with it. But um, I do think that it helps to switch things up. I would say like every three to six months um, between like different brands, um, different retinoid strengths. Um, Yeah. So I say three to six months. Mm -hmm. Okay. I probably do sooner than that because I'm like testing out so many things as well. Do you not get you don't get scared that it's just gonna like mess with um, you? Trying a new product. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I do have a level of fear. Um but but I'm in constant but, fear. Yeah. <laughs> um but yes, no, if 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 I notice an issue, yeah, I'll just stop it right away. And fortunately as a dermatologist, I have access to meds if I need to calm things down. Right. And you know what to look for if something is awry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, thank you so much. Do you have any like last, like anything that we didn't cover in terms of anti-aging or skincare routine that maybe somebody who's listening that you'd be like, this is the most important thing that you should be doing? Yes. I think a lot of people might already know this, but really the most important thing is sunscreen. Um, I think a lot of people don't think sunscreen's that glamorous because um, we just think of it it's as incredibly like this- glamorous. It, right? I think it's gotten so I think glamorous it is. recently. I think sunscreen is incredibly um, chic. And, it, yes, you know, no, I mean yes. it. I, I can't explain why. Like, I just do. 
there's so many great sunscreens out now that make your skin look good. Like this one that I've been testing by 11 or it's 11 by Venus. Oh my God. Like it just makes my skin look so soft. Um, so yes, sunscreen is good. And yes, we know sunscreen protects your skin from the sun. Um, but while your skin is being protected from the sun, your skin is able to like repair, regenerate. So it's actually giving your skin cells an opportunity to heal itself and like keep your skin looking young. So, so if you're, if you're, you know, if you're, you can use all these other fancy products, but it doesn't matter if you're not using sunscreen. Ah, that's a good point. Is SPF like the number a factor, like 30 versus 50? Yeah. I think for daily use, we recommend 30 at a minimum, but um, if you're going to be outside for prolonged periods of time, um, like at the beach, we've seen better results with higher SPFs. I, I know some people say there's not much of a difference, but when you're outside, mm -hmm. the difference does come out. Um, so 50 plus, I would say, if you're going to be outdoors for prolonged periods. Okay, great. Is there like right. a, is there like a, a certain number SPF at which like we hit a point of diminishing returns and it doesn't actually matter? Um, well, uh, if you're, if, if you're, if it's just every day, I think beyond 30 to 50, it probably doesn't matter if it's just because if you're not going to be outside, but, um, right. but when you're every day, I do think, yeah, even SPF hundred is, is better than SPF 50. Um, I don't know what's higher than SPF 100, but, uh, but 150. yeah. 150. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, that, well, that's great advice. I just, even just putting it into perspective, like you're using all these expensive skincare like products and it doesn't matter if you're not wearing sunscreens. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a good way to know that your money is not being wasted at least. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dr. Mamina. Oh my gosh. We, I love this. You have given so much good advice and good products that you normally don't get from <laughs> anybody. So thank you so much. Um, so how can people follow you, follow your TikTok, yes. all of those things? I am at Dr. Mamina, Dr. M-A-M-I-N-A, both on TikTok and Instagram. And I also have a website, drmamina.com, D-R-M-A-M-I-N-A.com. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Everyone go check her out. Um, I have a huge fan. I'm going to ask you some follow-up questions after we're done with this show. And yes. everyone, please go follow us all, also at Diet Star Tomorrow, at Sammy, at Aileen. And if you haven't already subscribed to DSD Back for Seconds, we have a very exciting episode coming out. So go please listen to that on Apple or Spotify and subscribe to DSD Back for Seconds. Well, thank you so much. And we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com. Betches.